I know you've been in the last few weeks in a series called This Is Us, and I love that you've been considering what us looks like, what we're called to, and I want to add another layer to that understanding for you today to remind you of who you are and what you're called to, to get you back on a journey that maybe you've not even realised you've stepped away from, a journey that every single one of us is called to, assigned to, destined to. I want to get you back to what you are on the inside and that is this, that you and I, this is us, we are seekers. Today, I want to remind you that you are a seeker. I think we've used the word seeker for people that don't yet know Christ. And so in doing so, we've assumed if we do know Christ, we no longer are a seeker. But I need to turn that on its head and remind you, no, you are always a seeker. You always will be a seeker because there's so much more of God for you to discover that if you stop seeking, you will never find the aspects that you just sung about. You'll never find the God that moves mountains, the God that is able, the God of the impossible, unless you commit to constantly seeking. (laughs) When the disciples first encountered Jesus, He just literally breezed past their life and just literally said two words, follow me. But there was something about the words that were like magnetic. There was something about the words that were not like anyone else's words because when he said them, when he spoke them, something inside the disciples was drawn to this man who just said, follow me, no explanation, no map, no no detail of where they were going. But the two words were enough to put a magnetic draw on the inside of them. And they realized, I have to follow him. There's something inside him that I need. There's something about him that I want to be around. And though this is all I know. There's something over here that I desperately need to know. And all of a sudden they left everything to find everything. They became seekers in that moment. The word disciple, the root word is the word student. They became back into the seat of the learner where they said, I thought I knew a lot, but actually I have to go on a journey because there's a lot more for me to discover. And if you are in here today, and you've known Jesus 20 years or two weeks, you are also called to be a seeker, to stay on the journey of being so hungry, so desperate that you wanna know more, so curious, so so fully drawn to Him that you cannot resist Him and you cannot put anything between you and Him. The Bible tells us that when you draw near to Him, He draws near to you. But in the church, We want Him to draw near to us without us drawing near to Him. But it begins on our end. It begins on us leaving our boat and following Him and seeking Him with all our heart and our mind. And I am just on a journey personally of getting back in every area of my life to that desperation to seek Him. Because here's what I've understood 
We live in a time where we are saturated with information and we stop seeking revelation. We have so many opinions, we've stopped seeking the truth. We're so immersed in our culture, we've stopped seeking the kingdom. Our excess has caused us to seek less because we have more, we seek Him less and less. And we've got to get back to the place where it's simply not good enough, where we simply know that there's more that we need to discover and it sets our heart on a journey all over again. If you are not seeking today, there's only one other role you must be filling. Because <laughs> if you're not seeking, then the only other role is that you're hiding. <laughs> What is the first thing that happened as a consequence of sin? You go to Genesis 2 verse 7. They're walking with God in the cool of the day. They're seeking His voice. They're hanging out with God at Adam and Eve. There's, there's nothing between them. They're seeking to know Him. They're seeking to see Him. They're seeking to be in His presence. Sin enters and all of a sudden they're hiding. They're hiding because now shame has entered and sin has entered and the enemy wants you to be hiding, not seeking. He wants you hiding behind your busyness, hiding behind your importance, hiding behind your profile, hiding behind your Instagram reel, hiding behind your title and your money, hiding behind all the things that you think make you who you are. When God's like, are you kidding me? That's not who you are. Only I can show you who you are. So you've got to start seeking me and stop hiding from me. So many of us sing songs. I mean, I, I love being here in worship. There's no sweeter place than worshiping at Union Church. I love it. I love how passionate you are. I love how excited you are. I love how, how, how you get really into the worship and you're like, yes, Lord. But then in the Word, we don't want you sitting in your chair like that was good, but now I'm going back to hiding. Don't be up in my business in the Word today. Don't be challenging me today. I'm just gonna scroll my Instagram and hide behind, I look good. No one knows anything's wrong. I give my worship, I don't need you in my business. No, 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 that's what happens. We become hiders when we are supposed to be seekers. Proverbs 8 told us if we seek Him, we will find Him. And maybe you've forgotten that you are a seeker. I remember when I was thinking of this message and thinking about what I wanted to share, God reminded me of when our children were smaller. One of the favorite games in our household when our kids were smaller was hide and seek. Free piece of parenting information for you all. Hide and seek is a great game. What about this do you not like? Number one, your kids hide. Number two, they stay quiet while they're hiding. Hello? And number three, it's free. So hide and seek is a great parenting game to embrace into your family. And so our kids love this game. And my son Noah was very good at it. And 
And so on this one occasion, they were hiding and I was the seeker. And, and you know, I, I did the seeking and I found hope. Our daughter found her first. Well, between finding hope and looking for Noah, my phone rang. And so I took the phone call and it was kind of a, a deep phone call. So I got really involved in the phone call. And after the phone call, the laundry began singing. So I knew it was time to get the laundry out. Now I'm doing the drying and the ironing and I'm in the laundry 40 minutes later. I suddenly realized, oh my gosh, I'm playing hide and seek and I am seeking and there's only one child that has been found. And so I got back to the job of seeking and eventually found my four-year-old son had climbed underneath his bed and because he'd been hiding for so long, he'd fallen asleep. And when I was thinking about today, I'm thinking about you, Union Church. I felt the Holy Spirit remind me of that image to let some of you know you've forgotten you're a seeker, which is why some things to do with your destiny and your future and your freedom, they're falling asleep. They're falling asleep. It's not that they're not there, it's that you stop seeking. You stop searching, you stop looking, you stop seeking your freedom, you stop seeking your peace, you stop seeking your healing, you stop seeking the wisdom, you stop seeking that freedom that God has for you. It's not that it's not there, but you gotta go seek. If you seek me, you will find me. If you draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. And so I want you to get back on the journey of being a seeker. This is who we are. And I'm gonna take you to a story in the Bible where seeking literally changed a man's life. It was his decision to seek that turned things around. And I have a feeling today, it is your decision to seek that's gonna turn some stuff around in your marriage and in your family and in your finances. It's actually the decision of seeking that is gonna make the difference. This man went from being hidden to being found, from being confused to being clear from being isolated to being included, from being a fraud to being a follower. And his story is in Luke 19 and his name was Zacchaeus. If you've been around church any length of time, maybe went to Sunday school back in the day, you would have done the story of Zacchaeus, the little man and the tree. And so we know this story on one level, but when you begin to seek, you see stories on a whole nother level. It's not difficult to find wisdom. You just gotta go seek it out. And so here's Zacchaeus in Luke 19. The story begins this way. It says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. Note that Jesus was not planning to stay here. He was just passing through. And a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus and he was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. So the dude has title. He's got prestige. He's got what other people would think you need to be successful. He has wealth and he has profile and he has influence and yet he's still empty. A lot of us are seeking for what Zacchaeus had. The wealth, the title, the position will let Zacchaeus remind you when you get it all, you still won't have it all. <laughs> and so Zacchaeus has all this stuff going for him, but he hears that Jesus is in town. He's passing through town. And it says in verse three, 
He wanted to see who Jesus was. If you're gonna be a seeker, the first thing you gotta learn to do is seek to see. Like he's seeking, he's like, he's like, I know this guy is passing through, but I don't wanna hear about him. <laughs> I, I don't wanna hear other people's stories about him. I wanna see with my own eyes. I wanna see how tall he is. I wanna see if his shoe game is strong. I wanna see how, I wanna, I wanna see how he walks. I wanna see how he communicates. I, I, I can't, I can't get a glimpse of that while I'm sat here. And there's so many of us who are living off other person's versions of what God is, of who God is. Living off Pastor Stephen's revelation of who God is. No, God has a revelation for you, but you're gonna have to seek to see it for yourself. I wanna see him as my healer. I wanna see him as my provider. I don't wanna applaud any more testimonies of someone else seeing him as the restorer of their marriage. I wanna see him restore my marriage. I wanna seek to see him in my kid's life. I wanna seek to see him in my business. And I'm telling you, once you start to seek to see, movement begins to happen. See, some of you wanna see stuff but you have a proximity problem. <laughs> you have proximity to your past more than you do to the one who's your promise. You have proximity to the problem more than you do the one who's the answer. You have proximity to your pain more than you do the one who is your healer. And while you're over here complaining, about what's not right, Jesus is passing through your town. So Zacchaeus is here and he's like, ah, ah. there's a curiosity begins. Like get your curiosity back. Wow, what happened to us? We think church is predictable because we made it predictable. We don't expect anything out of the ordinary. We don't come looking for anything different. We sit in the same seat every Sunday next to the same person every Sunday and expect it to be different. It's not gonna be different, y'all. <laughs> Some of you have only ever seen this church from the very back row. <laughs> Love you on the back row. <laughs> But where's the, I wanna seek to see. I'm gonna change my seat. I'm gonna move a little further forward. I'm gonna get into some other company. I'm gonna get around some other, where's that hunger? Here's what Zacchaeus didn't think. Well, I'm wealthy, I'm important. Jesus can make me a home visit. <laughs> I love ya. <laughs> right? He could have said, hey, I'm entitled to a home visit. But he realized, no, it's the curiosity that's got to begin in me. So he decides I'm going to seek to see. Watch the very next thing that happens. He wants to see Jesus, but <laughs> because he was short and all the short people said, amen, because the Bible understands everybody's pain. <laughs> Just in case you thought you'd been overlooked, here's your story. He wants to see Jesus, but he's short. 
and he can't see over the crowd. Let me tell you something. When you decide, I'm going to seek to see, your excuse will show up. (laughs) I really want to see God move in my community. But I can't do serve days because I'm an introvert. I really want to see God develop the leader in me, but I can't fit building because I'm such a busy person. Be careful. So you want to see, but then your excuse is between you and your vantage point. (laughs) And some of you are praying that God would remove your excuse. God's like, you're shot. It is what it is. Get over it. (laughs) God didn't grow Zacchaeus three more feet to help him feel better about his short issue. You know what I'm saying? God's not going to put another thousand dollars in your bank to get you over your poverty issue. He's going to wait for you to remove the excuse so that he can reveal to you who he is and become the provision you need him to be. So here's what Zacchaeus says. I'm short. I can't see over the crowd. But you know what? I can run. These short legs, they can run. I'm going to run ahead of the crowd and I'm going to climb a tree. Can I let you know today, some of you, it's time to climb a tree. Get over the excuse. Get over the thing that you always say, well, because of that, I can't do that. Well, because of that person, I can't do this. Because of what happened to me, I can't get involved. Because of how I was spoken to, I can't forgive. Get over your excuse and climb your tree. Because when you climb your tree, you're going to see. And when you see, you're going to find that the one you're trying to see sees you. Because watch this. He's up the tree trying to see Jesus. And then it says this. When Jesus came to the spot. What spot? The spot where he knew. There's thousands of people here today, but one person is desperate to see me. I don't think Jesus had security and an earpiece. Okay, Jesus, third tree on the right. Wealthy dude up the tree could do with a good offering this Sunday. So if you could get the wealthy tax collector down from the tree, Jesus, this will be good for the ministry. I don't think there was anyone manipulating Jesus. Watch this. He's seeking to see. Jesus stops. He looks up and he says, Zacchaeus. Come down. Wait a minute. He knows his name. Okay, gets even better. Because you know what the name Zacchaeus means? It means pure and innocent one. Well, wait a minute. He is not pure and innocent. He is robbing people. He is stealing from people. He's overtaxing people. He's lying to people. But see, when he gets up the tree, Jesus calls out of him 
what he knows the Father has put in him. You're seeking to see me? I'm going to tell you what I see. I see a pure one. I see an innocent one. I see a transformed life. I see a world changer. I see a leader of leaders. I see a generous man. I see a man that's going to stand for Christ. I see someone different than what those labels tell me you are. Because when you seek to see him, he sees you. And some of you, you don't know who you are because your label is how you think of yourself or your bank balance is how you think of yourself or your job or your relationships, how you see see yourself. But he doesn't want to define you by the way the world defines you. He wants you to get up a tree so you can seek to see him. And in doing, you will see a mirror reflected back of who you really are. telling you there are world changes in this room and you just don't know it because you're not seeking to see him. There's healed people in this room, but you don't know it because you're not seeking to see him. There's free people in this room, but you don't know it because you're not seeking to see him. But when you seek to see him, he will see you. After you seek to see, you have to seek to stay. (laughs) About to get real uncomfortable for some in the room, but stay. What does Jesus say? All right, I see you, but now I need you to come down. Why? Because I must stay at your house today. I mean, Jesus is passing through, but we've gone from passing through to stopping, and we've gone from stopping to staying, because when you start seeking, he rearranges the schedule so that he can see you, and then he can stay with you. And Jesus is like, I need you to leave the treetop, and now I need you to get to the tabletop. And I'm here to let some of you know today, it's good that you seek to see on a Sunday, but you got to stay on a Monday, stay on a Tuesday, stay on a Wednesday, stay on a Thursday. You gotta move from seeking to see to seeking to stay. Cause it's only when you stay that you truly begin to understand who he is and who you are. Hello, all the married people in the room. How many of you know that you don't really know until you live together? <laughs> when you get married and you move in together, you realize Prince Charming can sometimes be Shrek. <laughs> You're like, how did you turn green and smelly overnight? I have no idea what just happened. But remember, you also can be Princess Fiona and she turned green too. So it's on both sides. But you don't know that till you stay. Stop dating Jesus. Stop showing him your best side. He already knows about your worst side. When you stay, you have to have a conversation. (laughs) When you stay, you have to fill in the black connect card. (laughs) And are you ready for the next big step? You have to drop it in the box. You're like, but then people will know my name. Exactly. 
so many people complain. I don't feel the church is family. It's never going to be family unless you stay. Well, I'm not sure I like everybody. Do you like everybody in your family? No. (laughs) But you still stay. Do you like your children some weeks? No, but they still stay. (laughs) Honestly, I'm trying to help you today because some of you always run when it gets awkward. You know we're family. (laughs) Like you run relationally, you run emotionally, you run spiritually, which is why you are still immature. You can only grow when you stay. Like I know it is uncomfortable, but, but life will always be uncomfortable until you realize that you actually can dispel the discomfort by your willingness to stay. That actually awkward lasts a moment, but then the blessing of getting past awkward is you live in a new place of freedom. I wanna help some of you. You need to stay, stay in the marriage, stay in the church, stay in the relationship. That looks like coming down from the treetop and joining a small group. Awkward, I know. Get over it. It looks like stopping filling a seat on Sunday and running out the building as soon as service is done and staying in the foyer and talking to someone. Asking for prayer, joining growth track. That's what's happening. Jesus is saying, Zacchaeus, I'm glad you're seeking to see me, but I need to teach you something. This is only gonna work if you learn how to stay. The disciples had to stay. And there were some days when they were being persecuted and some days when they were being applauded, but they had to stay. I am not too embarrassed to admit that I still play hide and seek. Our children are all grown and we still play it as a family because it's fun. (laughs) And it's cheap. And so we have best friends of like 37 years. Their kids are older, our kids are older. And every now and again, we'll say, should we play hide and seek? And our two families will play hide and seek. And so on this particular occasion, I was hiding and I'm very good at it. And so my best friend was searching and it was in her house. I knew exactly the cupboard to hide in. The one where all the junk is that you don't think anyone knows it's in your house, but I knew it was in her house. And so I get in that cupboard. I didn't just hide. I mean, I hid, hid. I like got in the cupboard, in the corner, got all the bags, all the coats, all the shoes on top of me, okay? So she's searching and like, she's searching. She opened those cupboard doors, not once, not twice, four times. Opens the cupboard doors, like, no, not in here. Goes around looking, comes back, no, not in here. But if she just stayed, she would have seen things moving in the cupboard that should not move by themselves. If she'd just stayed, she would have heard a, because I was dying under that stuff. But because she was so impatient to find, she missed the very thing she was looking for because she wouldn't stay. And some of you are, I want a breakthrough. I want financial breakthrough. But if you'd stay and tithe, Oh no, God, I don't have time for that. 
Like I want to put the seed in the ground today and I want to harvest tomorrow. You go find a farmer somewhere around here and ask them, has that ever worked for them? They're going to teach you a lesson. They're going to say, it doesn't work that way. You have to be consistent and you have to stay and you have to plant and you have to water and you have to weed and you have to stay. Ask someone that's been married for more than half a minute. I've been with my husband 31 years. I can tell you a few things about staying. I can tell you a few things about staying. I'm not up here preaching a message that I'm not willing to live. I'm raising kids that love God and and are good human beings. I actually really like my kids, but it's required me to stay at the table and be patient and not expect the seed to suddenly sprout overnight. But understand, it's my consistency as a parent to stay, to pray, to believe there's gonna see a harvest. And he's saying to Zacchaeus, come down. He's saying to some of you today, come down. This has been your posture for a while, but now I need you to sit. I need you to settle. I need you to commit. I need you to stay. As he stays at the table, as he talks with Jesus, as he gets involved, he starts to discover things that he couldn't have discovered just by visiting. We were just in Rome recently as a family and I was shocked and just caught by this moment as we walked down the street and it seemed every street that be cordoned off an area and behind the tape, you were not allowed to walk on that piece of soil because someone was excavating. They discovered something underneath the soil that someone was committing to stay and dig up because they believed down there was treasure. But right across the street from where they were building, digging for treasure was the tourist shop. We have a choice. You can go get a tourist trinket for Jesus. You can wear all the church merch in the world. (laughs) Or you can dig for a revelation and find treasure that will be far more weighty and far more valuable than anything at the tourist shop. You are not a tourist for Jesus. You're an excavator. You are a disciple. You are a student. You are a seeker. And I don't want to fill my life with trinkets. I want to fill my marriage, my life, my family, my destiny with treasure. But treasure only comes from excavating. After you seek to see and you seek to stay, I want to leave you with this final point. (laughs) Because something inside of you begins to stand. (laughs) Unprovoked. Jesus does not ask for this. Just because Zacchaeus sought to see and now is staying. It says in verse 8, all of a sudden Zacchaeus stands up. And says out loud, Lord, look, here and now, I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. What's happening? The real Zacchaeus is standing up. He's been around Jesus now for a while and he's around him. And as he's around him, he's realizing I'm not that guy. 
I'm not a cheat. I'm not a liar. I'm not a thief. I am not who I thought I was. And the more I'm around Him, the more I'm realizing who I am. And something begins to stand up on the inside of Him. I'm telling some of you in here, there's something inside you that wants to stand up. But the only way it's going to stand up is by staying and seeking the one who placed it inside you in the first place. There's a leader inside you. There's a world changer inside of you. There's a voice to help your community inside of you. There's an honest person inside you. There's an integrous person inside of you. There's a peacekeeper on the inside of you. There's a creative on the inside of you. But I'm telling you, it's when you get around him that something begins to stand up. I don't think it's an accident that I happen to be here on Baptism Sunday. What's baptism? Something standing up. Well, I don't know if I'm ready for that. When will you be ready for that? It's a decision. I am seeking to see Him. I am seeking to spend my life with Him. And I am seeking to stand for Him. Baptism is, I'm standing. I'm letting everybody know there's something in me that is dead. And there's something in me that is alive. There's something in me that's going under the water. And there's something in me that's standing up when I get out of the water. Some of you are like, oh, you mean today? <laughs> you know what Jesus said when he saw him in the tree? He said, come down immediately. I didn't say this in the first service, but I feel to say it in this service. Some of you, there needs to be an immediately. You keep talking yourself out of stuff. Or you hope it will go away. <laughs> immediately. Oh, what about my hair? We got you covered. About my clothes? We got you covered. Because we knew a Zacchaeus would be in the room today. <laughs> Come down. Stay. Stand up. And I don't know where this finds you today. And I don't know what stage you would say you're at. Psalm 10 verse 4 says, In his pride, the wicked man does not seek him. In all his thoughts, there is no room for God. But then it tells us if we seek him with all our heart and with all our mind and with all our soul, we will find him, that he rewards those who diligently seek him. And I'm here to let you know, I don't know if it's your pride that needs to get out of the way or your bitterness or your agenda. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, it's not worth living at the wrong side of it. When Jesus is right here saying, come on, seek me and you will find me. Zacchaeus stands up. No one's making him. No one's told him to do this. He just knows it's right because he's in the presence of Jesus. And Jesus at the end of this story in response says these words, verse 10. The Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. And if the nature of our God Himself is to be a seeker, how much more should we as His children have the same nature of our Father inside of us? So Union Church, time is gone, but God is not done. 
And I just want us all just to stand to our feet. Every location. Just close our eyes. And I'm just asking you in this moment between you and God, just to be honest. Where is it that this challenge finds you today? Where do you need to get back to seeking? Where do you need to get back to hunger and thirsting after Him? Where do you need to come down from the tree and sit at the table? Where do you need to have something on the inside of you? Stand up. If today you're saying, I know I need to get back on that journey, then just all across the room, just lift our hands. We're just gonna pray. God, I thank You for all the hands that are raised. God, I pray You would help us because so often we forget that we are seekers, that it's in our seeking we find You. It's in our seeking we discover more of who we are. It's in our seeking we discover the God that is able, the God of the impossible. It's in our seeking that we find our freedom. And God, I pray today as our hands are raised that we would commit afresh to the role of the seeker. I pray for any that are stuck in that treetop today they will come down and stay. I pray for any that have been at the table, now they need to stand up. I pray for the courage to take the next step so that every person in this room today can move forward and discover more of you. Just keep your eyes closed and just lower your hands. I'm gonna ask one final thing. Zacchaeus was seeking because he did not know his Saviour. He was seeking because he was unfulfilled by what the world had given him. He was seeking because there was a void and emptiness within him. He was seeking because he was lost. And I don't know where you are today, but I know there's some Zacchaeuses in the room. And you would say, maybe I've been around church, but I've never sought Him as Saviour. I've never sought Him as the forgiver of my sins. I've never sought Him as the one that is in in control of my life. Maybe today for the first time, or maybe you're backslidden and you need to come back to Him. If you're in the room today and you would say, I need Christ, I need Him for the first time, or I need to give my life back to Him. Then right now, as everyone else's eyes are closed, I just want you to lift your hand up. It's your Zacchaeus moment. It's the climbing the tree moment. But what will people think? That's the excuse. Get past it. Well, what will people say if they see my hands? Get past it. Don't allow the excuse to get in the way. If this is your moment to respond, do it immediately. So many hands. God, I thank you for the honesty in the room. It was Zacchaeus' honesty that brought him the deliverance. And God, I thank you today that these hands that are outstretched are saying, God, I I seek your face. I seek your forgiveness. I seek freedom. I seek a fresh start. And God, I thank you as they raise their hands, you stand under the spot just like you did with Zacchaeus and you call them by name. You call them son and you call them daughter. You call them chosen and you call them loved. You call them forgiven and you call them set apart. God, I thank you that you're calling every single one right now home. So God, for every hand that's raised right now, God, I thank You for forgiveness, for a fresh start.
for salvation, for transformation. God, I thank You today. Heaven becomes their home as they repent of their sins and as they lay down their past and embrace their heavenly future with You. God, I thank You today for whom the sun sets free is free indeed, is free indeed. Everyone that just raised their hand, everyone that just made that decision, that's a decision that says, God, you're in charge. And I'm gonna be bold and say for some of you, after this service, you need to go get baptized. Some of you after this service, you need to fill in the card and put it in the actual box. Some of you after this service need to find someone and say, hey, I made a decision today and I don't wanna just disappear. I wanna make myself accountable. I wanna register with you. I'm making a change in my life. Take the step. You are called to be a seeker and those who seek Him will find Him. Love you.